Do you want to learn the basics of infection prevention in a new and interesting way? Then I have a message for you. My name is Missy Travis, and I help leaders and other infection preventionists learn the primary concepts of infection prevention without ever leaving their desk. I've spent the past several years working as a certified infection preventionist, and now I want to help others learn to manage their infection prevention program by connecting the dots with insight and experience. In short, I want to be your mentor. A mentor provides insider information that you just can't get from a book. If you are serious about becoming an expert or just expanding your knowledge in the area of infection prevention, join me here on the IP Mentor Podcast each week where I will provide relevant information that you can apply to your daily activities. Welcome to the IP Mentor Podcast. I'm Missy Travis, and I'm a certified infection preventionist, and I'm going to be your host today as we talk about what to cover in new employee orientation. So most infection preventionists, in my experience, have at least a section of the new employee orientation process. So what I'd like to talk about today is what to cover in that new orientation. Um, So I want to talk about just the basic topics today. Now, before I go through this list of topics, um, I just want to preface this by saying, be sure to check your state guidelines to see if there's anything specific that you have to cover upon hire. And also look at the federal requirements, OSHA, CDC, and CMS to see if any of those have, uh, which we are gonna talk about some of them that do have some specific things in my list, but look for your healthcare facility if there's something specific that you're supposed to be covering upon hire in the infection prevention section. And then any accrediting agency. So if you're accredited, for instance, uh, by the Joint Commission, then look to see in the infection prevention um, section, is there anything specific for your facility that you would need to cover a new employee orientation? So kind of standard to form, I'm always um, recommending that you look to see what is required and then add that in to what already you already have in place. Um, Or if you're just now getting together your program, start there, start with the requirements, and then you can always add from there. But those are going to be the minimum things that would need to be in your new employee orientation in terms of infection prevention. And also you want to take, as you're getting that list together of what's required, um, talk to the person in charge of new employee orientation because the other thing that I found over the years is sometimes someone else is already covering some of those items, especially if you're in a larger organization where you have someone who's in charge of quality or risk management. Sometimes there can be some overlap. And so once you get your list together of what you want to cover, run that by the person who is in charge of orientation and make sure that no one else is covering those topics. Because if they are and they're already covering them adequately, then there's no reason for you to add that onto your list as well. 
So let's talk about this list. Um, and, and as I said, this is not an all-encompassing list, but this will just give you a good starting point if you've just started out in infection prevention or even if you've been doing it for a while um, and you just want to get someone else's perspective on what should be covered and you might get some ideas of things that maybe you haven't been talking about for new employee orientation. So what I want to start with is the OSHA bloodborne pathogens training. So OSHA does require um, anyone who has the potential of being exposed to blood and body fluids that they get the bloodborne pathogen standard upon hire and then annually thereafter. And so that would be a part of your new employee orientation. And historically, that has been a big part of my um, session is going over the bloodborne pathogens training because there is quite a bit that you have to cover in that training and OSHA is very prescriptive about what has to be covered in the bloodborne pathogens training and so if you're not familiar with that standard go to OSHA.gov look for the bloodborne pathogen standard and in this in the under the section for training it will tell you exactly what you're supposed to cover in that training. And so you want to make sure that you're covering all of that in your new employee orientation. Now, in some facilities that I have been a part of, they do the OSHA bloodborne pathogens training um, in a module. They might do it online on a module. And then when they come to the infection prevention section, that's whenever we answer questions. And so it may already be um, that it's being covered somewhere else, um, which is great if you, if you don't have to take up a big portion of your part covering the OSHA bloodborne pathogen training. But if not, then most likely you're going to be the one to do that training. I also cover isolation. And so this is going to cover all the transmission-based precautions. It's going to cover personal protective equipment, um, any caveats. Um, about isolation and I like to go through and talk to the group. Um, many times I'll bring PPE into that session and just sometimes have them practice putting on or donning and doffing PPE. Um, I just think it's a good time that they can practice and also it gives you an opportunity to be able to observe them and you know you're getting people on the ground floor and so you want to make sure that they're trained correctly the minute they come into your door. You don't want to have to fix behaviors um, that are not correct. So it's important that you go ahead and, and explain to them the correct way to do these things and that way they're starting off on the right foot. The next thing I like to cover is hand hygiene. Um, I want to go over the different methods for hand hygiene. Sometimes I will do some activities um, where we use the different lotions or powders and then have them wash their hands and look at it under the black light. I feel like the more interactive you can make orientation, um, Number one, it's, it's not as painful for the people who are participating in it, but also I think people learn better when you can give them experiences. So any, any way that you can break it up a little bit, it's going to be helpful. 
Um, Device-associated infections. So whatever device-associated infections you're monitoring in your facility, you're going to want to cover. And so this is going to include um, catheter-associated urinary tract infections, central line-associated bloodstream infections. Um, if you're following uh, ventilator-associated pneumonia or ventilator-associated events, um, you would want to cover that as well. Um, if you do surgery in your facility, then surgical site infections. Of course, we would have to include COVID-19, um, the flu, any other infectious diseases that they could potentially come in contact with um, that are readily um, occurring in your facility. Of course, you can't cover every single infectious disease, but mainly focusing on the ones that they could most likely come in contact with. Um, in terms of personal protective equipment, another thing um, that you want to go over with them is um, the appropriate way to um, put on personal protective equipment, but also when they're taking off personal protective equipment, where to dispose of that personal protective equipment. And also talking about correct size, making sure that you use it correctly, because a common misconception I find is, you know, people think I've got my PPE on, so I'm protected. Well, you're not as protected if you're not using it correctly. So it needs to be the correct size. You need to be wearing it correctly. You need to have the correct type of PPE. So it's not just a matter of wearing PPE. There's also some other parameters that need to be followed so that you have the maximum amount of protection. Um, respirator training, if you're using N95 respirators, you can do that in the general orientation or if you know that you're only going to be fit testing clinical people, then you might do that at another time. It just really depends on who's getting fit tested in your facility or in your organization. This is a good time to go over the basics of tuberculosis or TB, um, especially if you take TB patients. Um, you know, you want to talk about that, talk about the requirements, what's required for TB monitoring among employees. Multi-drug resistant organisms. So this is a great time to talk about MRSA, VRE, C. diff, um, any of the other multi-drug resistant organisms that you're seeing in your facility and really talking about how important it is that everyone does um, the isolation precautions appropriately so that you don't spread multi-drug resistant organisms. Um, if it's not covered in another section, such as employee health, infection prevention is a great time to also talk about exposure procedures. So we're talking about uh, bloodborne pathogen exposures, which you'll talk a little bit about that if you do the bloodborne pathogens training. Um, but you want to make sure that everyone knows the procedure and how important it is that they report if they have a needle stick or an exposure to blood and body fluids. But you're also talking about exposures to infectious diseases. And so you want to go through um, how that's going to work. If you have someone who has meningitis, if you have someone who's diagnosed with TB or pertussis, you know, what is going to be the steps that are taken. Now, if you have an employee health nurse or an occupational, um, occupational health um, department, then that might be something that they cover. So again, you want to see what's already being covered by other groups. And then finally, cleaning and disinfection. 
Um, you want to talk about the basics of cleaning and disinfection, what products are used, um, go over contact time, how important that is, um, that they read the label and they know what PPE is required. Um, so you're going to give a good overview of cleaning and disinfection. And if you have new housekeeping staff or environmental services staff, then you want to make sure that they are getting that hands-on training and getting all the additional training that they need for the cleaners and disinfectants that they're going to use that some of the other people in the general group probably are not going to use. And so this is just a good starter list. Um, start with this list, or if you already are doing orientation, just think about um, if you aren't covering some of these things, you might want to add them into your current program. Um, and this can be a list that you keep and you just do this ongoing presentation and maybe even um, use it. A lot of times I've even used this list for my annual education because many times in infection prevention we do um, general orientation for new hires, but then we also do annual education for everyone. And sometimes you're going to cover these same topics again for annual education. And if you've listened to me for any amount of time, you know that I like to repurpose things. I don't like to recreate the wheel. And so many times I will use, um, you know, a lot of the same slides, especially if they are applicable, um, because, uh, you know, a lot of people, they're not going to remember what you said at new employee orientation, um, you know, a year later. And so you can use a lot of this stuff again when you go to do your annual education. And so hopefully this is going to help you um, at, a, at least, you know, make a list if you're brand new or check the list that you already have in place to see if there's anything else that you want to add. I'm so glad you decided to listen in today. Thanks for joining me. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, I'm here to help you increase your infection prevention IQ as well as gain insights about infection prevention that you won't hear from anyone else. Thanks for joining me today.